This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Lots for us to chat about today with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. So he joins us now. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. You feeling a shortage of positive news out there? Yeah, I try to make my own, but man, it's hard, Vaughn. It is hard out there. Well, my little electronic inbox kicked open uh, yesterday afternoon late uh, with the uh, post first post-pandemic uh, outbreak uh, credit rating for the province of British Columbia. So the rating agencies decide uh, how we're doing economically, and they say whether we're a good risk or a bad one. And if they say we're a good risk, we get the best interest rates. Uh, considering how much money we're borrowing these days, it's good news. And this report is good news. You know, they're, they're allowing for the fact that uh, the province uh, provincial economy is clearly in decline. Government revenues are in decline. The economy is half shut down. In spite of all that, DBRS, which is one of the big rating agencies, used to be the one called Dominion Bond Rating, they say we're double A high with a stable outlook. Really? Yep. And they say it's because uh, British Columbia entered this crisis with a very good balance sheet, a reputation for fiscal discipline, and a low level of debt measured as a share of the provincial economy. So we have room uh, to run a deficit, a big one, in a crisis. Uh, we have a good reputation, and as long as we, when we can, go back to the old way of managing provincial finances, which is pretty good, best in Canada, uh, we're going to be okay. We are going to get a good credit rating. Uh, obviously, they say if the situation really deteriorates, that might change. But it, partly these ratings, Simi, are, are relative to other jurisdictions and other provinces. And, you know, the New Democrats continued what they inherited from the Liberals, which was trying to keep the budget in balance, not let the debt run too high, maintain fiscal discipline, and that's paying off. Okay, so that's, I guess, a bit of welcome news for the government, although I think they probably have a lot of other things on their mind right now. Well, sure they do, sure they do, but it does tell you that, you know, uh, not just that we have some room to move to uh, run a big deficit, and the rating agency says probably $10 billion, so that would be mm. the $5 billion the government's already committed and probably a $5 billion hole in revenue. So, But it does tell you they've got some room to do what they're doing, um, Ottawa is not in as good a situation. Neither is Alberta, neither are some of the other provinces. So, you know, I think uh, we deserve the accolades. Well, that's good. But I guess it also depends on how we come out of this as well. It does indeed. And, you know, maybe one area where BC is lagging a bit is the exit plan. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry, Adrian Dix were asked about it yesterday. I know Premier Horgan, you asked him mm-hmm. about it yesterday. Uh, they're still saying wait and see. Uh, Saskatchewan, Prince Edward Island, uh, gee, Washington State last night, the governor was on TV saying, okay, here's how we're going to get out of this. And I think there's a certain amount of impatience in British Columbia to hear that from the provincial government. Right. And they keep saying they're going to announce this plan, but like, what does the Washington State one look like? Well, the Washington State one is interesting. It, um, basically, it's phased, so you'd expect that. Uh, the first phase, the governor said, will be probably elective surgery. We'll go back in the hospitals. 
they'll lift the brakes on outdoor recreation, so let people get out and get around construction projects. Um, he says this is true, too. It might have to be start and stop. Uh, they will try very hard to monitor any outbreaks. So you expect there will be some outbreaks. Respond quickly. May have to slow down some things. Uh, it's dependent, too, on be able, being able to do more testing than they're doing now. So it's all conditional, but I do think that, um, you know, I think people want some hope out there that yeah. this can happen. Uh, it's going to be risky, but, you know, we've, we've had some things, and I know uh, Gordon's talking about that on the news about the restaurant yes. industry getting together, putting together a plan uh, to start reopening, and I think that's probably what the public's looking for now, even if we aren't going to rush into it, and I don't think we should rush into it. Um, you know, the Premier's going to have to do an address, I think, in early May saying, okay, here's our plan. Right. I think a lot of people are looking forward to that. I mean, some restaurants might not make it. We've been hearing a lot of them oh. are not, uh, which is terrible. But some have been very creative. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about the Earl's chain, too. Uh, they've been doing some amazing work. They're selling groceries, like grocery packs to people. Uh, they're selling like ready-made meals that you can take home and cook yourself. So some of them have been able to yeah. pivot. Yeah, you know, and I, one of the things I liked about your interview with the Premier yesterday was Horgan said some businesses are not going to survive, right? Like he's not being a, a gloom yeah. predictor. He's being realistic. There are businesses that are not going to survive this. And, you know, I think people in various industries know that too. It's, that's a sad story, but there's no point in claiming otherwise. Uh, there's going to be bankruptcies. There's going to be auction sales, which you've already heard. And there's going to be some places that are never going to reopen. Right. Uh, some of the other things that we talked about with the Premier yesterday, which I thought was interesting, is that he was calling on the federal government to come up with a Marshall Plan, or something like a Marshall Plan, he said, to bring the whole country out of this. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, that is probably uh, the echo there of the Second World War. Uh, not all the war analogies fit the current situation, but getting out of the economic uh, downturn in the economy uh, is certainly one of them. I think that would probably rely on, for example, getting going on building the transit lines in Vancouver, uh, public infrastructure, that sort of thing. Ottawa's already talking about, you know, the old shovel-ready projects. Well, we have a few here in British Columbia, and probably those are the ones that should be activated here in British Columbia if they also have the advantage uh, that the transit projects do of fitting into our long-term um, plan to uh, for climate action. Remember climate action when we used to worry about that? Well, I think we kind of did it inadvertently. That's where our comeback goes too. So I think, yeah, I think the Premier's call on that is whether we call it a Marshall Plan or not and have to explain what the hell a Marshall Plan is, I think we get the concept. Right. right. But one thing that doesn't seem to be a part of that, though, is getting help for BC Ferries. You know, I think that one's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, the Premier wants the federal government, this program they set up, to basically pay the wages of people laid off from private companies. They'd like BC Ferries to qualify. Well, you know... 
BC Ferries is officially and technically not a crown corporation, but it is owned by the provincial government. It is managed at arm's length by the provincial government, and the provincial government subsidizes it. So I don't really see that the federal program, which was crafted for private companies with layoffs, really uh-huh. uh, really should apply to BC Ferries. And look, Ottawa can say, hey, we help BC Ferries. They give it a subsidy every day. They waive the duties, which are in the millions of dollars on all those ships that BC ferries build overseas. So it's not as if the federal government hasn't lend, loaned a helping hand to the ferries at times. Right. So that's not going to happen, though. But I don't they, think so, no. yeah, and they're, they're losing quite a bit of money, too, aren't they? Yeah, ferries are losing a million bucks a day, according to Mark Collins. Uh, they're going to lose 300 million bucks this year. And they're enough of a, they're managed enough as a private company that they can't just. Uh, run up the debt like Crown Corporations do. Uh, so they're going to they're gonna need a financial plan to get through this, but I think that financial plan would more likely involve the province. Uh, it might involve an increased subsidy. It's subsidies already 200 million bucks a year. might involve the province doing some kind of loan guarantee for the ferries. So, you know, the province is allowing local governments to uh, borrow and and borrow into the future. I think probably the province may have to step in and help the ferries that way. But really, fiscally, I think Ottawa has much higher priorities than bailing out a provincial, what is essentially a provincial yeah. government corporation. So true. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.